Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Football Friday, it's the BHNX Cardinal Podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal Podcast. Like and subscribe, leave us a five-star. Johnny Venerable Bobrock here at the BHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. Well, 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 the line keeps moving in favor of our precious Redbirds, Bobrock. Five and a half now down to four. Can the Cardinals get a win this weekend? There's blood in the water. This is a vulnerable Giants team. And as far as opportunities to get a dub, I think this is going to be the biggest chance the Cardinals can get in the win column over the next couple of weeks, especially when you have Dallas coming to town in week three, and then you go on the road against the stout San Francisco 49ers team. This is it. If Jonathan Gannon wants to continue, wants to change the narrative, and they did a good job in week one, but it slipped through their fingers, this is it right now. You made an interesting comment to me off air that I, I think is interesting in, in a lot of different aspects. But, you know, Jonathan Gannon, usually pretty low key, dare I say, like playful guy with the media, very much about business last week and especially this week. Like the intensity with Gannon has cranked up. And like you can be tongue in cheek with that and say, well, who cares if they don't win? The defense was a reflection, I think, of the intensity that exudes from their head coach. And I think we see a continuation of that this week, Bob Brock. I think his mantra and his experience specifically against this division, mm-hmm. the NFC East, and having a calling card and immense success against Daniel Jones and company, like that's not nothing. I think we see a continuation of the defense we saw from last weekend. And it kind of works out well and plays into the hands of a Jonathan Gannon. Sure, as far as like roster-wise, you're not where you want to be, right? right? I mean, you've got some people in place that you like, that you drafted, that you took, that you, that you signed to deals in, the, in free agency. But uh, as far as just familiarity, yeah, you know, to start with Washington and have it somewhat, I know you had a different play caller on the offensive side of the football, but you had a little familiarity. This, these next two weeks... They really have familiarity and they can kind of they can look at the tape and what 2023 presents, but also harken back to where he's had some previous success and he's had a lot of success against the Giants. Like the only win that the Giants had against Jonathan Gannon coach defense was 13 to seven. Yeah. So JG's unit did very well. But what you were talking about, Jonathan Gannon last Friday, he seemed dialed in very short with his answers. His mind is on and his focus is on the game that is only you know, 48 hours away at this point. And it's it's kind of like talking to Randy Johnson on, on game day. You almost don't want to do it. It's like right. he's going to bite your hand off. But, you know, J.G., he's, he's, he knows it's part of the gig, and he answered questions this morning. He was there five minutes early and was out, you know, by like, I think, 9.02. Yeah. And he was, he was to his team getting them ready for practice and getting them ready for 
uh, Sunday against the G-Men. You know, there's good comments. You guys are crushing it already in the chat. I want to get to a comment Jose made specifically about Gannon as it relates to being frustrated with Drew Petzing. And I think the fan base is frustrated with Drew Petzing. I don't know if Jonathan Gannon is. Jose saying Gannon is frustrated with him. Defense played up to their talent level, whereas, you know, Petzing better step up offensively. I do agree with the latter part of that. I think if you ask people from afar, you know, contrary to popular belief here locally, the Cardinals have more talent offensively. They certainly have bigger names. James Conner, Zach Ertz, Trey McBride, right? Rondell Moore, Hollywood Brown, DJ Humphreys, Paris Johnson Jr., and you didn't score a touchdown, like, this team is not a good offensive team. And that dates back to last year. That dates back to when Kyler Murray got hurt. So I do think they've become a defensive team kind of by default. It helps that your head coach is a defensive savant. It's where his background is. But anybody who's predicting this team to win this weekend, I don't know how you can do it other than, hey, they're just going to be a dominant defensive team in the short term until they get more talent, until they get K-1 back. I, I think that the Giants are the perfect adversary for that. You're at home. They're they're already struggling offensively. They didn't score over 30 points in any game other than one last year. They're mm-hmm. not an offensive juggernaut. Like This is going to be a one-possession game again in the fourth quarter. Can your offense make enough plays right at the end of the day? Can they not turn the ball over and get enough explosive plays from Hollywood Brown and James Conner to win? I think they do. But again... It's got to be driven defensively for, for I believe, four quarters, Bo. You've got to put a complete defensive effort on the field. And you really got to minimize those turnovers offensively. Yeah, I mean, they, they showed a, an ability to kind of overcome some obstacles that they were putting in, in kind of in front of them on, on last Sunday. But at the same time, they were put in very compromising positions. Yeah. Like the 29-yard field that they had in front of them and Sam Howell scampers into the end zone. Uh, I'm sure they felt like there was a break down there and they, and they can get better. Brian Baldinger pointed out to where there was a point where there was 10 players just on the field. Right. You got to give yourself a chance, but you should be overall encouraged by the defensive effort. But as far as the offense goes, I think Petsing and, and his his group, they do need to show some progress. But here's here's what I'll say, and here's what I'll kind of caution Cardinals fans to right now on Friday before the Sunday is, don't expect it to be leaps and bounds better. Like be, be, to your point, like as far as talent goes, as far as with performances bef- before, regardless of who the play caller was with Cliff Kingsbury, it just there hasn't been a whole lot of production from this offense. If they can show operationally that they're better, if they can you know hold on to the football and and have extend some drives, but also putting in some of those splash plays. That should be good enough to win if the defense can be the status quo from week one to week two. And again, like this, this show is not going to sit up here and say that that Josh Jobs is some elite signal caller or, or he can even go out there and play 500 football over the course of 17 games. But the coaching staff believes he's a better option than Clayton Toon right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, as, as difficult as that was last week, and that was tough to watch at times offensively, I, I don't think putting in a fifth-round rookie is going to sometime magically fix their offensive woes to their average in like 25, 30 points per game. Like when, when you are struggling a quarterback, it's the easiest way to become irrelevant in today's NFL. Like even last night, if you think about Minnesota and Philadelphia, Bo, like Kirk Cousins still was viable to quarterback position and kept them in that game as mm-hmm. limited as he is as a franchise quarterback. Like Cardinals have a couple steps down from that. And I, I really like the receiving core and some of these complimentary options offensively. And I do think Petsing's got the good stuff from the right kind of offensive philosophy to be able to come in here and produce. But man, when it's like it's like playing, you know, with with, you know, a 
I don't even know what the analogy I want to say is, but something that you're driving a car with three wheels to some degree, Mm -hmm. like you can't maximize that engine and, you know, the surround system or whatever you want on your vehicle, three tires on a four tire vehicle, you're going to be hampered. And that's what the Cardinals have been. It's okay. You get an opportunity to go out there on the, uh, in the Indianapolis run on the same track as all those open wheel just souped up. Uh, race cars, and you've got a 1992 Geo Tracker. Yeah, I mean that—that's what. <laughs> and you're on like a premier track, but do you have the equipment to where you can contend? I, I think that it, we're, it's really going to be tough to tell, right? And, and we—we we, I think everybody's calling for a better performance from just the flow of play calling, but also from the execution of the players because it just wasn't there week one, and you got to see a step in the right direction. And the people who are calling for perfection. They're just going to be. There's just those fans, right? They're not. They don't understand how hard this game is. But you know, I, I do get a sense though. Just two weeks into it, because talking to Israel Wolfork today, the quarterback coach for the Arizona Cardinals, and him just you know really talking about how much Joshua Dobbs dives into the preparation, how smart he is, and how big of a part of that game is. Yeah. Who does that remind you of? Remember who we used to hear about so much? How smart he is. How good he is in the huddle. Said. Colt McCoy? No, well, that, but more like Josh or Josh Rose. Oh, well, don't do that. Well, I'm not I don't trying do to, that. but like, obviously, he's got it between the ears. But when he got out there on on the field and the ability to just go out there and, and obviously put all the preparation and weekend leading up to the games, but then to just go out there and react, I think he's. It's he, a different part of the game, right? And he and he needs those reps. He needs he needs to get more and more snaps in the offense to where he can more just get out there and react. Hopefully, let it rip a few times because, like, we saw that with Rosen, like, very few times. But if if you can get Joshua Dobbs in a spot and, and he doesn't fall by the wayside like Rosen did in this opportunity, it's gonna be we, it's it's important for that because he's got athletically the mobility, the arm strength, and then between the ears. But why is it not translating on the field? I hope we're not asking that question post game on Sunday. Well, I mean, like, listen, this is a a results-based business and they're going to have to answer questions as early as week two, like internally and locally. Like everybody assumes the Cardinals are going to lose this game are going to be terrible this year. That's, that's fine. That's outside noise. But for your fan base to try to cultivate your third home win in two years, let me repeat that. The third time you've got a dub at State Farm Stadium in two years and you're putting out a product right now offensively that can't score points, I don't care if you're tanking, if you're waiting for K1. Fans know you've got $25-plus million. Like, why couldn't you go and sign a Gardner Minshew? Why couldn't you outbid, you know, Washington for Jacoby Brissett? Like, you got to be able not only to put a product on the field that your fans can say, hey, this is watchable, but also to evaluate the young players on this roster. And, you know, a lot of people were asking me, like, we were hyping up Michael Wilson. He didn't do anything week one. I, I don't know. He caught the, the really the one good ball that was thrown to him. Mm. He's not able to, I don't know, catch eight to 10 balls because of the limitations of quarterback right now. Same thing for like Rondell Moore and Hollywood Brown. Those guys look good when given, you know, spurts of opportunities. But you told me off air, like you watched some Josh Dobbs tape from last year. He's, right. just, he's not going to throw the ball downfield, at least not yet. The comfort level isn't there. And again, like, I've been so impressed with how this operation has been ran since Austin Ford and Gannett have got here. Mm-hmm. Defensively, they're buttoned up. The draft was fantastic. We've already seen a return on investment there. The one thing where you can go back, and again, in a lost year for a lot of people, this may not matter, but man, you 
Fast forward every football Sunday, people want to be able to turn on their team and see competence at quarterback. Yeah. And, w- and when you're irrelevant at that position right now, and the Cardinals are, they can't score touchdowns, That that's going to turn people on you. And I, I don't want that for Drew Petzing every week because I think he's smarter than that. I certainly don't want it for John Gannon. Yeah, and I, I don't think a lot of Cardinals fans, they, they just know what they saw on Sunday. Right. And they didn't like what they saw. And zero, zero offensive touchdowns, right? Um, but if you look back at, at Dobbs and his two starts at the end of the season for Tennessee, I mean, he was at least capable of being a part of an offense that could go downfield and put up points. And he has to prove that this week because it, the, the clock is ticking now. Like yeah. the, the, it's time for not, we're not asking for, you know, four toddies and, and no picks and, you know, 300 yards passing, but we're asking for, you know, sustained drives, uh, some splash plays here and there. And in offensive scores, putting your team, I mean, they had one opportunity that wasn't enough last last week and, and they couldn't cash in. It was a bad throw from Dobbs and, and probably a ball still that Zach Ertz should have pulled down. It's frustrating. Uh, you were at practice today. The injury report, I, I would say not as frustrating, mm-hmm. uh, certainly as years prior. No uh, LJ Collier. Right. And right now we think out. he's out. out. He's officially out and as so is Josh Woods, friend of the program. So both on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, though, I mean, James Conner was upgraded after two straight limited days too right. full. And that's significant for a guy who I think needs at least 20 touches in this game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do we want to stick? I mean, th- these are two starters on defense in Woods and, and Collier. Yeah. Do you want to stay there or you want to go with the Conner? No. T- t- I mean, I mean, who these, replaces these guys? The, yeah. These are two starters for these for the Arizona Cardinals. At least they did in Washington. Collier, even dating back to the preseason, you know, has been disruptive. He's been a part of that rotation. So now you just slide one guy up in the rotation, and I think that's Dante still. So I think, you know, we talk about rookie production. There's another rookie for you. This is your seventh rounder, a TFL machine at West Virginia. Maybe a little undersized, but I think he can play that 3-4 defensive end uh, and and be part of this rotation. We'll see what what, uh, Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rollis say. And then you look at the linebacker spot. Oh, another rookie that could slide up. <laughs> so you've got Woods out. Chris Barnes, the veterans, probably slides into the starting lineup. And then I think you've got Owen Papo potentially active on game days and uh, maybe see some snaps come Sunday. So defensively, you're just going to have some guys with inexperience. But, I, you know, if, we, if, if last week was any indication, that shouldn't be that big of a, a, a deal because they're only out there, like, as far as how they rotate guys in and out. Uh, it shouldn't be that big of a difference maker. I mean, that's I mean, it's the like the double edged sort of like, yeah, you don't have any premier Pro Bowl level talent in your front seven, but you've got a bunch of guys that can do the same stuff interchangeably, and I think that helps you in the short term, especially against the Giants' offense that that could be limited. We'll talk about them here in a little bit, but you know, I'm with you. Like Chris Barnes, to me, the drop off from Josh Woods, respectively, should be minimal. This mm-hmm. is a guy who started games in the NFL. Kazir White is still the alpha at linebacker. He's wearing the green dot. You would assume was. Outside of the personal foul last week was was fantastic. And then I also think like the the ability for the secondary to be able to tackle as well as they did. Mm. You know, you you had Kayvon Wallace in studio earlier this week on the Greg Dort show. He was fantastic. Talk about, you know, the rookie six rounder. Talk about um, of course, Jalen Thompson, Buda Baker. They were all fantastic wrapping up. So that that limits the explosive plays that a limited team like the Giants is going to be able to have. And and certainly bringing down Saquon Barkley is a different animal, but I think the defense again. It, I I expect this defense to 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 surrender no more than twenty points. I don't I don't see the New York Giants producing three touchdowns. And so if the Cardinals can go score for score with them, 
and then get a couple Prater field goals. Like they're going to be in this till the very end. I do want to flip to the offensive side. So Kelvin Beach. No concern about Buda Baker. No, I showed it. He, he showed up on the end report. Now I don't know if this is gamemanship, uh, but I mean Buda. We even talked to him yesterday. Seemed like he was rearing and ready to go. And you know one thing about Buda Baker. I mean, as he came back from a high ankle sprain quicker than really anybody has before. Maybe Patrick Mahomes. They're the two exceptions, right? And Buda's playing it like a way. You think Buda Baker's going to miss the first home game? No, I, I don't. I don't think so. But it, it was. It was just really. To see him pop onto the the injury report after seeing him out there all week at practice and, and no problems. So something must have come up, or you know, with with James Conner getting a clean bill of health, maybe the Cardinals wanted to kind of put the, the Giants on their heels a little bit. I have no idea, uh, but I'm with you. I think Buda Baker, if he's got a pulse, he's on the football field. James Conner, I think full go. Uh, would you be surprised if they tried to mix in more? Keontae Ingram set him up for success. God. Give him, give him at least a couple runs and some. Allow some, him to succeed. Yeah, exactly. That are more conducive to, to positive yards. Because out of the five carries he had, four of them were were like minus ten they, yards last week. They don't have that change of pace back to be able to manufacture their yards behind the line of scrimmage. To like they don't have their version of DeAndre Swift or somebody like that who can mm-hmm. make people miss behind the line of scrimmage. The Cardinals are very much a three yard and a cloud of dust type of offense, specifically a running back. And Keontae Ingram is built like a poor man's James Conner. So run him like James Conner because I think we've seen it at spurts, whether it's in the preseason this year or last year, that Thursday night game against the Saints, he's able to produce. So I I would love to see both those guys. The Giants front seven does not scare me. I don't think it scares the Cardinals. The depth on the offensive line should be better this week. Like DJ Humphreys was just okay last week. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be replaced, but you do have the safety net now of Kelvin Beecham back. Full week of practice from that hurt hand. He's going to be active. And that that gives you some some significant flexibility. Could they go maybe him as their sixth offensive yeah. lineman and go heavy? I would love to see the Cardinals do yeah, that. Yeah, something they did that uh, they were no stranger to doing in, in the preseason. You saw Dennis Daly was that guy. Yeah. And like last week, like there really was no depth. There just wasn't. Beecham, he had the hand injury. It was unfortunate. You had Dennis Daly's injury in, in the preseason finale John Gaines who was actually at their uh, at practice today supporting his teammates you know obviously he suffered the injury so like the, the guys that you had as, as your depth pieces as the backups they immediately like went away yeah and did you feel comfortable throwing you know a Jackson Barton um you know Elm Manning who you picked up off waivers like right before the start of the season like could you trust them to go in and play that unique spot where you're an eligible receiver but you know you're out there as a, as a six blocker you know, could are, are you up to speed with what petsing and what you need operationally, procedurally, to where you're not going to get the team just going back up because you got a procedure penalty or because you know you're in the wrong place at the wrong time and it doesn't it you don't you don't get to benefit from having that six blocker. Maybe they feel more comfortable with with Beach and that would be great to see. Dylan in the chat, run blocking was terrible. It was rough last week. I thought the pass protection was was pretty solid, specifically Paris Johnson, but. I mean, like run blocking kind of is a mindset. And you also had uh, a, one of the most elite defensive lines to try to move around in, in Washington's front seven. So the Giants don't have that. I just I think James Connors due for a big day. Are you due for a big day with our friends at BetMGM? I sure, sure hope so. Hopefully you didn't make the same mistake I did last night. Well, I made a mistake, but then I got remedied for it. I, I put the <laughs> significant funds on the Vikings money line and the over, mm-hmm. and uh, it didn't hit. But I got $25 of free bonus bets back from our friends at BetMGM. 
that I promptly put on yeah, uh, women's tennis late at night <laughs> and uh, somebody who was minus 500. Like that was chasing it. That does not work out either. Uh, <laughs> Bo and I were recording our audio-only podcast, and I'm like, yeah, I'll just get my money back real quick with these 25 bonus bucks. But listen, be smarter than me. Uh, you can be smart right now. Uh, everybody in Vegas is telling you that the Cardinals are going to get blown out. You want to know how I know that? The line opened up. The Giants were a five-and-a-half-point favorite. It has since been bet down to four. Vegas is begging people to take the Cardinals plus four. Everybody's all over the Giants, minus five and a half. We're going to tell you what you should do here in just a couple minutes. But in the meantime, go to BetMGM app. What are you waiting for? You like free money? They're going to hook you up. Place a mere $10 bet. $10 bet, you're going to get up to $200 back instantly in bonus bets. Regardless of your outcome, win, lose, or draw, you're hooked up with our friends at BetMGM. That's bonus code PHNX. Place your first wager on the BetMGM Sportsbook or go to BetMGM.com. Check out the... What are you laughing at? <laughs> just the... Uh, what knucklehead takes his $25 bonus and just throws it on a heavy favorite in women's tennis? Something Minus you know 500 about. she lost. I won't even reveal her name. She's from Greece. <laughs> she broke my heart. I'll never bet on her again. It was on the app, and I'm like, I'm feeding for some live sports, and they gave it to me, minus 500. And then I basically flushed my $25 bonus bets. Be better than your boy. Check them out, BetMGM. Check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to Shane Diefenbach talk about it in the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. No heartbreaking bad beats uh, with Fubo TV. No. And when you're looking for where you're going to watch the game on Sunday, look no further than our friends over at FuboTV.com. Use that code PHNX or actually just go FuboTV.com slash PHNX. And you're going to save yourself 15% on your first month of Fubo Pro. That's with going to the website FuboTV.com slash PHNX. You're trying to tune in to the D-backs as they chase a playoff spot. You're trying to watch the Arizona Cardinals football game on Sunday without any issues. You're trying to watch women's tennis that you threw 25 bucks on on a heavy favorite and just have your heart just ripped out of your chest. Well, Fubo TV is going to hook you up. If you're looking outside of sports, of course, they've got everything you want. they got a 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included. No extra charge. You can start watching immediately. Go to FuboTV.com slash PHNX, and you can start your free trial. Figure out if it's the cutting the cord uh, spot for you. We, I know that it's for me and Johnny. That's how we tune in each and every night when we're getting our sports fix. Check it out. FuboTV.com slash PHNX. I, I need to watch the Pac-12 network for reasons I'm not going to disclose right now. And that's how I get it with my friends at FuboTV. It's seamless. It's fantastic. Spencer 76. Why Johnny? Why? I was going to send my bet slip that we can all decipher to producer Damon, but I'm not going to subject people to that on a, on a positive football Friday. I did see a question in the chat a little bit earlier, Bo Brock. Mm. What's the gut meter at this Ooh. week? And for those of you who are not familiar, Bo Brock, with the gut meter, why don't why don't you share what that means? Producer Damon, we got our clip here of uh, Jonathan Gannon pre NFC Championship game. We're gonna fucking gut these guys before they just absolutely just crush the San Francisco 49ers. JG, infamous for that saying. So we brought it up. We're the uh, we're gonna 
effing gut these guys meter. Where we are going into week two. Yeah, baby. There it is. We got a, We are just maxing out the we're going to gut these guys meter with JG at the top of the thermometer about to blow that thing, the lid off that thing. Yeah, Daniel Jones is at the bottom of that gut meter just <laughs> completely disheveled after what Jonathan Gannon and company are, are going to do. It's a gut meter. It's all time high. And hopefully we don't live to regret this. But again, I shit on Mike Kafka earlier this week. This is the most appropriate gut meter that that I can have. Mike Kafka and Daniel Jones against Jonathan Gannon is going to look a lot like Sam Howell against Jonathan Gannon. Sam Howell, who is a complete liability. I stand by the gut meter last week, Bo Brock. <laughs> he fulfilled it. I like. I need back-to-back shutouts for the New York Giants, and I need Jonathan Gannon's defense to absolutely gut Saquon Barkley and company at home in front of a bunch of fans of the Red Sea, the Bird Gang, that desperately need a dub. Yeah, I think that the uh, it only rises because of the urgency of how things ended, the opportunity that was lost uh, on last Sunday in week one, and then, of course, just the need and always the momentum you can build from a home win. So let's just let's just ratchet the – we're going to F and gut these guys' meter all the way up yeah. to 110 <laughs> and, uh, and make sure that – I, I think that you're, you're going to get that from from the, the Cardinals team and, and the Red Sea on Sunday. Somebody asked me, are we going to retire this if the, the Cardinals continue to struggle? And, I, and this this is never going away. This is always going to be a fixture of this program as long as Jonathan Gannon is here, uh, for better or worse. So Jose, Gannon about to blow a fuse. Petsing, come on, man. Yeah, Petsing might need his own graphic. If Gannon guts another offense and the offense for the Cardinals can't do anything then we might need to do you know, a Drew Petzing, I don't know, uh, job security meter at some point. You hate to <laughs> see that. My guy. No, it is. It absolutely is. I like Drew Petzing, short, fellow short king. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the Giants, and I'm happy to see their injury report uh, You know, supports a team that right now is going through some stuff. Yeah, let's get that back up here. We Not only do we have the Cardinals, but we also had the Giants, and it was uh, – Okay, we got the Cardinals, but we had the we've we've seen the Giants, and it looks like we got a clean bill of health at least from Darren Waller. There's not going to be any question that number twelve is going to be in the lineup, and, and the Cardinals prepared for Waller with Elijah Higgins, the tight end, uh, converted tight end from wide receiver from Stanford that they got from waivers before the season started. Yeah, he played the role of Waller, Waller so hopefully they they got you know, an athletic body that that's going to do some things similar to Waller, obviously not the same level, but they're going to be prepared for him. They didn't Logan Thomas, the, the, the converted quarterback to tight end. It's not exactly the same task as Waller. So it's going to be a big challenge for this defense to take a playmaking tight end out of the game. And of course what you get from, from Barkley, but they could be without Andrew Thomas, who's officially questionable for Sunday. Yeah. Their offense is so limited. And this is the, again, this is a unit that overachieved last year. They didn't add a premier receiver. Remember like we had Jordan Schultz and some other people tell us like they were in on D hop. Like, I, I wonder if they regret not going after D hop who's got his own injury concerns right now in Tennessee, but like, where's the explosive plays for this team? I, I think again, the Cardinals and their secondary did a fabulous job on Sam Howell last week, limiting the explosive plays, a great job tackling. Like that's how you beat the giants because the giants, I think have a very small margin for air with how very similar to the Cardinals that limited their offense can be. They can't, like Philadelphia or even Minnesota last night, hit the big play over the top, right? It's got to be, you know, a sequence of, you know, 10 to 12 play drives. And the Car- that's how the Cardinals want to beat you. I've been told that somebody close to Jonathan Gannon, like, they are not going to get beat over the top. The explosive play, they will make you go down the field methodically and have to have a perfect drive to be able to surrender points. And the Cardinals really kicked themselves offensively because they surrendered two short fields last week for uh, Washington to convert those into points. But yeah. I... I 
you sell out for Saquon Barkley and you you make Daniel Jones beat you in this game. Daniel yeah. Daniel Jones three picks last week against Dallas Cowboys. Two, right? Was it three oh, turnovers? Three altogether? turnovers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Danny fumbles a little bit. He's got. Uh, you you really have to get out early to to kind of subdue what Barkley likes to do, right? Yeah. I mean, if you can kind of get an early lead, if you can put them uh, behind schedule, that really takes out their ability to take the air out of the football and, and lean on Saquon Barkley. And you saw that. You saw Gannon and his Philly defense, what they did in the playoffs this team. You saw it with Dallas in week one. It's just, it's that's the game plan against New York. And it's going to, they're going to try their best to, to, to lean on where there's where they can be successful and it's going to be a strength against the strength and the Arizona Cardinals defense has to win that battle in order for them to really have a shot come week two Ben Cork I want to see Simmons on Dorch cards universe <laughs> I hope Ertz feasts on Simmons I mean like I, Bo I would not be surprised if the Cardinals went after the former first round pick be out there you yeah. think he'll be out there? Yeah, he played about, 15 snaps. Yeah, last I think week. he'll probably play a little bit more as he very similar to Dobbs gets more familiar with the team and what they want to do defensively. But I, I Isaiah Simmons in coverage is a good matchup for the Arizona Cardinals. Isaiah Simmons in run defense, frankly, is a good matchup for the Arizona Cardinals to have and to exploit. I this Giants defense, I could not be more mad on. They're incredibly d- vanilla, and I, their their defensive coordinator's fine. It's their offense with with Brian Dable that I I do think is is the better of the two units. It certainly got more name recognition with Saquon Barkley and Darren Waller, but I mean this this is not Washington's front seven. You can manipulate it, you can get after them, and I'm I'm excited because I I do think with another additional week of practice, Josh Dobbs and Drew Petzing will be able to scheme up really nice drives, especially to open the game, that are going to put the Cardinals in a position to exploit the limitations of the Giants defensively. Yeah, don't you think that at least the offensive line and maybe even James Conner are pissed off that they didn't have a, a great day on the ground week one? Well, I, I think James played pretty well, I think. No, he, he yeah. did, obviously, but the opportunities weren't there. Like, don't you think, like, Paris Johnson, Will Hernandez, that that uh, that wrestling duo, that yeah. tag team duo there that you go. <laughs> we love so much that's emerging here, uh, don't you think that they just want and, and Will Hernandez going against his former team yeah. for the first time? Don't you think he wants to put some guys on their ass? I, I think the Cardinals offensive line is due for a nice day. Yeah, Defroldholt regressed a little bit from what we saw yeah. in training camp in the preseason. I think he bounces back. DJ Humphreys needs to play well. Again, yeah. I, I banged on him a lot over a big, the big over the weekend. Back. But like there there should be minimal pressure in Joshua Dobbs' face, especially from the edge. You've got a first round pick on the right side and a first round pick slash fifteen million dollar player on the left side. Like this is this is why you're playing at home, minimal noise, minimal crowd. The Giants front seven, again, their pass rush. Who's a, who's a part of their pass rush? B. Joe Jalari's brother. He's, he's, yeah. Yeah. Like a, that's that's what you got going on. They, they don't have a premier edge rusher. You got a couple nice I mean, defensive Thibodeau's tackles. Really good. No, he's he's fine. <laughs> he's fine. I think he's more known for doing snow angels while Nick Foles' career is <laughs> yeah. ended. Yeah. Uh, last season, but no, he's, he's a guy that you have to number five, you have to keep tabs on. And to your point, like DJ Humphreys has to be on top of his game. He has to have a bounce back. I saw Dobbs having a pretty lengthy conversation with his two tackles and that, that, I mean, I, you love to see it, right? The communication and Wolfert, you know, the quarterback coach said that Dobbs is, is a, is a pretty elite communicator. So as far as making sure, oh, well, yeah, you see his TikToks, they're fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't worry about his ability to communicate or to absorb the playbook. I, I worry about his ability to throw the football downfield like that yeah. and complete passes and complete. This is the week for me that 
Drew Petsy needs to scheme up open plays, yeah. and we need to see that offensive savant. That, Hollywood Brown. Yeah, day, like right? get, get matchups where you know you're going to have an advantage. And and like if if Josh Dobbs is airmailing throws or putting the ball not where it's supposed to go, then we'll have a conversation about Clayton Toon. But until that happens, like I'm, like there were not plays to be had last week that I feel like outside of the Ertz mm-hmm. touchdown drop that I feel like well Do- Joshua Dobbs just really didn't make a play. Did he ha- hold on to the ball a little too long late in that game and it cost them absolutely. But like the screen game the Cardinals had last week was non-existent, was snuffed out by the defense. Like mm-hmm. I just think we have to be smarter offensively. I think they have to be able to dial up and press the buttons at the right time. You always hear that term like Kyle Shanahan presses all the right buttons, right? Even when guys, you know, think about some of the scrubs that San Francisco has had at quarterback in this offense, but yet they're still semi-productive, the run game. Like, that's what the Cardinals are trying to tap into right now. They do not have a special play. It could give this offense a facelift. Absolutely, because they don't have a special player quarterback right now. They may not for a while, right? And so you you ought to be able to supplement because the plan was – you knew that Kyler Murray wasn't going to be ready for the most part to begin the season, especially for these first two games. So it's like dating back to when they hired Drew Petzing in March, like, okay, Drew, what's the game plan? What are we going to do to survive and have our head above water while Kyler Murray is out? When we know we have limitations at the time, it was Colt McCoy. Now it's Josh Dobbs. I need to see the plan for that because the plan cannot be we're winning and yet we're having Dobbs do a seven-step drop on on third and 12 and it costs us the game. You got to be better than that. I tend to agree with Arizona Animal, and I know he, me- he mentioned it earlier in the show about about. No, and you can go to this this comment, Damon, here at the bottom because it's it, it's the same. I mean, send OGs to Dobbs to calm him down. He, he does seem a bit panicky. It does seem like you know his his footwork kind of gets out of whack, and and he's just not set up to for success as far as being accurate delivering the football. And it's like. I know this is he's going to be amped up for playing in front of the Red Sea, in front of the crowd for the first time, and it's going to be his debut all over again, right? Yeah. But he's got to be able to dial it down a little bit and be composed and make some throws because there's really going to be a ton of questions. He's thought there was questions after week one. If there's a repeat performance in week two, uh, I mean, he just he, he's got to quiet those people. And the way he does that is playing with poise and playing with control and putting some passes on the mark. Because if he hits on some of those in week one, I mean, we're talking about potentially moving them trying to go 2-0 and here. Yeah, I mean, they they frankly should be. K.R. Gordon, OA, the reports recently is Kyler Murray, K1, talking to the staff, asking not to be put on pup to start the year. Didn't want to miss four games. I feel like he comes back week five and shows everyone he's an elite quarterback. Like, I can confirm, and it's not in line with that, that he was pushing to, to practice in August and in the early portion of September, but they aired on the side of caution. Like John and mm-hmm. told us that, that he would back at the NFL combine. But for me, it's like I right now you would be not naive to think this, but just by logic standpoint, I cannot see him playing in a game without two weeks of practice minimum. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think that for the first time he comes back, he's activated off a pup. Let's just assume after week four, that like two and a half days of practice ahead of the Bengals, like that's going to be enough for me. It's like activate and then two weeks of full prep and practice. And then still that With might the quarterback play. If it stays the status quo, I don't like, I mean, if he's I physically it, ready, I it mean, goes to Clayton tune at that point. You think he can be ready to I lead mean, an offense? Talking to Izzy today, the quarterback coach, he said <laughs> that he doesn't expect there to be a, a long drawn out learning curve for Kyler Murray because he's in, he's in, he's still, 
he gets to be in those meetings. He's mentally, he's, he's getting mental reps each and every day. So, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to set, you know, an expectation that he can be there by week five. Maybe it's more realistic, you know, down the line, six, seven or eight, but it, I, I, if, if things are going south at the quarterback position and they don't have any solutions, I mean, wh- why not? Well, the sol- I mean, I, again, I, I don't want to knock this regime after one game, but this was self-inflicted. Like, sure. if, if you feel like Kyler was going to miss eight weeks, seven weeks, mm-hmm. you, you need to get somebody better to come and, and be able to complete throws. And I think Josh Dobbs is going to play better this weekend. I don't think Clayton Toon is ready to play an NFL game. Now, we talked about that last night in the audio only. What, yeah. what do you think? Because I, I think I've said it as far as what I, my expectation, what playing better looks and sounds like. Yeah, I think it's on par with what we predicted last week. One to two touchdowns, passing, running, whatever that looks like, and limiting yourself to one turnover. And if that happens, like the passing yards, I think they're not irrelevant, but I think more, like you have to lead a couple touchdown drives. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, that's a good day. Because, again, I think the defense is going to play really well in front of their home crowd. I think, again, 21 points is going to win this game. In my, It would have won last week's game. It would have easily won last week's game because you wouldn't have turned the ball over late in the third quarter and then in the fourth quarter. Gifting You gifted 10 points to Washington. That's why the offense was the reason that Washington got their final 10 points. So if you can limit yourself as an offense to one turnover from your quarterback and he can have two touchdowns himself and then mix in a third from James Conner, that's a productive day that's going to lead you to probably a victory uh, against the New York Giants. Like anybody who who's going to sit around and say, "Well, this podcast said this and this said that," you three hundred yards and four touchdowns. Like I, most of the time, any reasonable competent NFL starter, backup or not, mm-hmm. can get you two to three touchdown drives. Like most teams average about twenty to twenty-two points a game, and then the upper tier teams, it's like twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine. The Cardinals have not scored over 20 points in an NFL game since Kyler Murray played the Chargers and played all four quarters. And then he got hurt in the Patriots game that next mm-hmm. week. That was six games First ago. First drive, yeah. Like, if that continues, you're going to lose games. You're not going to win games with, with with the offense scoring under 20 points. You're just not. We did this exercise at this time last week. Do we do it again? The the Dobbs stat line? Do we want to see a Dobbs stat line prediction I, in the I think chat? it's going to be a little less, uh, <laughs> I don't know, positive than we it was a week ago. We saw some robust predictions last week. Yeah, let's go. You start. Okay. Hey, get it in the chat. Give us your Josh Dobbs line in terms of passing yards and touchdowns and turnovers. What do you got? Bob? What do we see? So week one, just looking at, at his performance, what was it? Just over like one. Get a higher quarterback rating than Sam Howell for everything that he's being knocked for. 132. So he completed 21 passes for 132. No picks, no tutties. He was sacked three times, but he had the two crucial fumbles. Yeah. Oh, man. So... When he was with, I think he's completed like 21 passes his last three games, right? But as far, if he can, he can probably turn up it up a notch as far as efficiency and, and then also get maybe a little bit more as far as down the field. I think he can go, let's say 21, no, probably 21 for 29 and 210 in a touchdown. You know, it's ironic. As Jordan P in the chat, three three touchdowns, two ten. Hell yeah, brother! I love that. <laughs> I ripped on Colt McCoy, and I'll eat this because he completed four point three yards per completion. Yeah. Josh Dobbs at four point four last week. I mean, so I call a spade a spade. So it's Colt McCoy ask. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go 
one touchdown, one interception, 210 yards. So I, I maybe like still mine. Yeah. Six. Would you say 210? Yeah. Is I felt it, like I I came up with that organically, and not, I didn't. All right, I'll I'll do I'll do one ninety. Let's go through all these numbers. I yeah, see these. Can we go up a little bit, Damon? So we got Jordan P twenty two for thirty two ten and three tutties. Uh, Didi one ten and a turnover. Oh God, don't put us through that. A self serving media twenty for thirty two two twenty two tutties and a pick. K R Gordon no eight no touchdowns twenty rushing and one seventy five passing. Too bad. Is the offense not getting any touchdowns? Is, is James Conner plunging in? Fishbowl flash, 160 uh, yards passing, 28 for 41. That's a lot of passes. Two touchdowns. Aris, 205, one touchdown, two picks. Mars, 15 for 30, 150, a touchdown, 30 rush yards. Eli, 170, 20 for 25, a touchdown. Dylan, 14 for 21, 195, throwing touchdown. Ertz and rushes for one. Zypher, 80 yards. 20 rushing, two touchdowns, three pick or three turnovers, and then Cards Universe, 17 for 28, 205, touchdown and a pick. You know, I bet MGM it's like plus 400 for them not to score again. It was like plus 400 last week. Like I don't like that bet, but I don't hate it. Like I don't, I don't want that to be a reality for everybody. But I, I'd be naive to say like it's. I think it's like the second best scoring odds behind James Conner for this team is not to score. Wow, which is which is rough. Times are tough. Uh, here's what I will say: I like Plus Zach four hundred. Yeah, I like Zach Ertz a lot. Great human being, Hall of Famer in my opinion. I don't want to see Zach Ertz featured in this offense as the number one target this Sunday. Please no. The guy off a torn ACL that's over thirty years I think old. It's happening. I don't think that's going anywhere. Shut your time soon. shut your mouth. <laughs> I don't like. Can we throw some wideouts, please? Can we? How about the guys that can have big explosive plays? Because that Rondell, that, Hollywood, I'd love to see it. Greg no, Dorch, I don't like it. Dorch said on his podcast though, his, his primary job is punt return right now. He's focused on that, right? And Rondell Moore, to yeah. his credit, he's healthy. Um, no bugaboos in, in practice, and he looked good last week. So maybe they'll stretch the field vertically here. I, I'm looking to to stretch my uh, alcohol intake with our friends at Four Peak <laughs> because I absolutely love it. By the way, Four Peaks, the official beer. Uh, and brewery of PHNX. Uh, it's pumpkin porter season, folks. You absolutely love to see it. I, the first move I'm doing right after I leave this show in the studio is going to pick up a six-pack of pumpkin porter because it is the elite pumpkin beer. And I'm allowed to tell you that because I'm a pumpkin aficionado. It is my time. It's pumpkin yeah, season. Pumpkin king. In conjunction with the NFL, <clears throat> the pumpkin beer is going to be flowing this Sunday as we watch the game. Myself, Bowl will be at the stadium. He can't have fun, but I can have fun with all of you. And you can have fun with our friends at Four Peaks. Visit fourpeaks.com slash store dash locator to find your favorite Four Peaks events. Uh, they've got Oktoberfest, Haunted Brewery Tours right around the corner. Like Four Peaks is synonymous with just elite fall festivities. You love to see that. You got to be 21 years or older to drink and drink responsibly. It's the premier and only beer brewery of PHNX. Go That's get some right. today. Proud beer sponsor. Yeah. Four Peaks. Also a proud, uh, one of our proud cannabis Gummy sponsors, it's OGs. We love our friends over at OGs, the partnership that continues to give. Uh, if you're stuck on any kind of gummy, why not check out one of their mix bags? They've got both flavors, the fruits, the creams. Figure out if you're a, a fruit or a cream guy or gal. They've got the mix bags, 100 milligram bags. You can buy them. Uh, you figure out if you like the red apple, the watermelon, the peach, the blackberries and cream, orange cream sickle. You got the strawberries and cream. You got that happy balance, or you got the sleep time gummy. They got something for everyone. The sleep time gummy is going to help put you to sleep, keep you asleep. Check everything out. See the full product line online. 
ogsbrands.com. That's ogsbrands.com. Follow them on your socials. You can find them in all your local dispensaries. You got to be 21 years or older. Uh, OG's Brands, flavor and life. Got your predictions there for Josh Dobbs. How about game predictions? Your boys were close last week. Bo predicted a loss because he doesn't like to have any fun. Thought he was going to be able to gloat all week to you that the Cardinals win the opener. They did not. Will they win the follow-up? I'm going to kick us off this all right. week. If you're comfortable with that, buckle up, everybody. Johnny's week two predictions. Cardinals hosting the New York Giants. They're going to beat the Giants by four points. They're going to score three touchdowns. The Giants are going to score 17, 21-17. The Cardinals get the first dub under JG and their third dub at home in the last two years, and they're led by Hollywood Brown. I was skeptical Hollywood could be effective. He's got a little bit of an ankle. No injury report this week. I think he continues to expand on his route tree with quarterback Joshua Dobbs. Get him in open space and cook those defensive backs for the New York Giants. Hollywood Brown has a big day, continuing to ingratiate himself with this new coaching staff. Defensive side. I don't know. How about the guy that had an interception was fantastic, uh, forced to fumble at times. I mean, Zayvon Collins, to me, recovered a fumble, I should say, mm-hmm. is is somebody that we need to be talking about, pick up his fifth-year option. But instead of the takeaways, <laughs> and I love the takeaways, it's going to be the sacks. It's going to be the sacks this weekend. He's going to notch his first sack of the season as an outside pass rusher. I think he sets the tone for that unit. Led by Dennis Gardeck. I didn't want to put Dennis Gardeck here and be a homer, but number 25 notches his first sack of the season. Then the X factor, you just mentioned him, it's Greg Dorch. Whether it's on the field, as a punt returner, in the slot, I do think Greg Dorch has a monster punt return in this game. I think he flips field position. Maybe the game's tied late, and they punt to Greg Dorch, (laughs) and he takes it back 40 or 50 yards. He has been close so many times. Now, the blocking, I'm not going to blame the blocking for everything. Blocking wasn't. Excuse me, the blocking wasn't great last week mm-hmm. in Washington. I think it's going to be much better at home. We are due. He says he's been watching with you, Bo Brock. He told you on the Greg Dorch podcast, he watches a lot of Patrick Peterson mm-hmm. once upon a time. Yep. Wouldn't it be great? First home win in two years, excuse me, in a year's time, third in two years, if Greg Dorch, number 83, took back a pump for a touchdown. I don't know if he does that, but I think he flips field position in a critical juncture of the game, thus be my X factor. Cardinals win 21-17. Dylan Walls, 200 viewers, only 14 likes. Let's get on the like. Let's hit the like for a big Cardinals win. I also see big task at hand. It looks like uh, the G-Men fan base has entered our our chat, and that's fine. We'll welcome you here, but hopefully the Arizona Cardinals not so welcoming to the actual Giants come Sunday and get that win. Let's look at my predictions. I've got a Cardinal squeaking out in 18 to 17. Squeaker boy. That's right. This thing is... uh, if you, they're going to win by 1.18 to 17, that yeah. means we're not going to see huge offensive performances from either team. Uh, but we talked about Zach Ertz. I saw Zach Ertz with a ton of opportunities, was able to cash in as far as those opportunities last week. No, missed on having a, a return touchdown. That would have been huge. I think that Ertz can, can capitalize on that. And, and as much as Dobbs looks 86's way, I think he could take advantage of that and turn around a tough game and debut from his knee injury to a really solid game in, at State Farm Stadium. I know you're poem for your guy. You're a McBride or die guy. You love it's trade day every day for Johnny. You Benham. love old players, I feel like. I, <laughs> that is not true. Yeah, you're in I your late 30s. You love no, players in their no, late 30s. How dare you? I, I just think that the opportunities are going to be there. I saw how, how Josh who Josh Dobbs was looking at 
last week. He's going to continue to look at Ertz's way, and they're going to be able to capitalize this time. My defensive star was a guy who had a solid, really rock-solid week one, Jonathan Ledbetter. I looked at where you know Dallas Cowboys had some success in week one against this Giants offensive line. It was kind of in, in the middle of that. Obviously, they've got a Mark, Micah Parsons and whatever, but I think the, the teeth of this defense can really kind of continue with that rotation. Jonathan Ledbetter, who had a pick, I, I, no, I'm sorry, a, a sack. Yeah. I think he can get another one this week playing that 3-4 defensive end. And then my X factor is the guy we talked to on this very set earlier this week, fitting right back in with Nick Rollis' defense from Philly. Kayvon Wallace can make a big play. He was so close last week. So much familiarity with the Giants. I think that he is your true X factor. He can get his hands on the football. I love what they're doing in the defensive secondary for the Arizona Cardinals. I think Kayvon Wallace can be a game changer for this Cardinals team. I'm not going to say this podcast predicted Kayvon Wallace to be better than Isaiah Simmons, but we did. Uh, <laughs> when they made that waiver claim, it was a match made in heaven. JG's boy back from Philadelphia came in, and it was a seamless acquisition, right? Um, the Zacherts prediction... Uh, disappointing, but not unexpected from Mo Brock. That's right. Let's just have an offense with Colt McCoy mm, and Zach Ertz. Right. Let's bring back Adrian Peterson. Let's get all the old players here. Is T.O. Can T.O. come play wide out for us? No. Ertz, to me, I the reason I like Zach Ertz is I'm sure he'll have a short memory. He had a tough game last week. He's coming back from that ACL. I do think he probably will have a, a, a line share of the targets. He but, had 10 in week one. I mean, that's gross. That's way too many. But, like, I think a healthy number is, like, six. Come down with five balls, Zach Ertz. That's productive. Michael Wilson needs to get the football. Michael Wilson was unguardable at times in training camp. And I get it. It was against the Cardinal defense. People want to scoff at that. Like, this this, this, this is one of the young playmakers that you have on the team. He's got size and a physicality. Like, get him the football. Quick slants, Josh Dobbs. A screen pass, maybe. Like, let Michael Wilson run the ball in space. You, you don't have to you know, re overthink this. Like I like Zach Ertz, but he gives you very little after the catch. It's basically a catch and he falls down, right? Mm -hmm. Get your ball to your playmakers. What you can do with Josh Dobbs when you've got talented yak guys, yards after catches, you can mitigate and lower some of his deficiencies. When you ask him to throw it 10 times to a guy who can't move after the catch, you, you have a very small margin for error. Maybe Rondell Moore breaks a tackle and scores from 60 yards out, a la the Minnesota game last year. Maybe Michael Wilson breaks a couple tackles. Help your quarterback by allowing him to get the ball to his true playmakers. I like Zach Ertz. There is very little upside when you throw him the football after the catch. He can prove me wrong this week, mm -hmm. but it's like statuesque. So you know if you throw a five or four yard out to Zach Ertz, he's going down. Right? That's not the case with the rest of this receiving core. Let them operate, make plays for you, Drew Petsing. Let's smarten up here. Let's see. Let's try to answer this question here. Uh, what's the bigger story, Johnny, uh, as far as the narrative the next day? If the Cardinals win, do they change the media narrative or is more focus on an 0 and 2 Giants? You know team? it. It's the Giants. Like the card, they'll do this. It'll be the last segment on Sports <laughs> Center. Cardinals, you know, they're they're one and one. They're still projected to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. It'll be DEFCON 5 for the Giants because I think the Cowboys are going 2-0. Eagles are 2-0 already. Uh, Commanders at least have one win right now and are very competent, at least defensively. It'll be how fast the Giants have fallen. And listen, I don't, I don't give a shit what the media outside of this show <laughs> thinks, so it doesn't bother me. This show and everybody in the chat is all that matters to PHNX Cardinals. But 
no, I, I'm sure that the Cardinals legitimately would need to like make the playoffs this year for people to applaud what they're doing. I was listening to our guy, Jody Ayler on Fox sports, nine, 10 today. And Ian Rappaport fan of the program. Yes. Uh, he was, he said that teams own two or start Owen to 11% chance of making the postseason. So you're telling me the Cardinals, if they go one on one, are making the playoffs? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how you misconstrued <laughs> that, but I was, I was aces in math. That yeah. was my best subject. But that's that's the one thing too is like I I I really don't understand how it, like Giants Giants fans alike they think that they're just going to roll in here and get a dub against this Cardinals team, and I think that's the biggest misconception. I think Washington learned a hard lesson. In, in at halftime, they had to make some proper adjustments, had to make two game-changing type plays in order to put themselves in a position to win. You don't just roll into Arizona and get a win right now. No. It just doesn't feel like that. And, and you know, I'm looking at this, this Giants roster, and I'm trying to see, like, where are they significantly better? Probably Barkley, right? And then yeah, but outside I, I like, of that, like, they need people to, to play a lot better football than they have. Over the last couple of games. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, if, if Andrew Thomas doesn't play, Cardinals have a better offensive line. Like, not even close. Yeah. I think I think their tackles are way better. Like, nobody's scared. John Michael Schmitz looked like a sieve last week at center for Bad this team. Snap. Yeah, I mean, you can... Three you can, hurries, I you, think. You, you can take up. advantage of him. Would you rather have Isaiah Hodgins, Paris Campbell, and Darius Slayton? You could pick them out of a lineup. Or would you rather have Hollywood Brown or, and Michael Wilson... And Rondell Moore, I think I would rather have the guy who's been a thousand yard receiver and a, mm-hmm. a couple promising young players. Darren Waller it does not look like the Darren Waller from three years ago. I drafted Darren Waller on my fantasy team last year. He was awful. He was unplayable. <laughs> it was a disaster. He's the same player now. His hamstring's screwed. He can't move. Like that's that's their marquee offseason addition. They traded for Darren Waller. So I this offense to me. Like you, you ought to be able to keep them under 20 points. And thus you're going to be in this game, the entirety of the four quarters. I, I love this matchup for the Cardinals. I would so much rather have the Cardinals obviously be one and oh, because the, the world would literally set ablaze if they were to, to, to start two and oh, but I think they win this week. And I feel much more confident, especially what we saw defensively from this team for them to win this game than I did last week. Cause it really was an unknown last week. Gannon's going to put his mark on reinvigorating the home crowd. Mm-hmm. Like I, we put this in the audio only podcast. And I said this last night to you, Bolt. Cliff Kingsbury did not know how to change the narrative at home. We asked him, I asked him last year to his face, like, what are you going to do differently? He's like, Oh, we got some protocols in place. We're going to change it up right. after 21, 2021 to 2022. It got worse. They won one home game last year. Like it means something for the players to go and represent the state and the community in Phoenix and Glendale to go out and produce in front of their fans and you only get one first impression at home. You don't think Jonathan Gannon's aware of that? Uh, they're going to make things incredibly uncomfortable for da- for Daniel Jones. I think we have an even better defensive performance this week. 17 sacks in five games. That's what JG's Philly defenses did against the Giants in the five times they played, including the playoffs. I mean, they ratchet up the pressure. And did you see that? So they had the second most sacks in week one with yeah. six. Yeah. But they had, I think, the second least blitz rate. So right. they were just generating pressure from from normal fronts. It's almost like their coaches are good, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and they can generate pressure because they can be coached up to it. No, I thought that he just had all that talent in Philly. And How's Hassan Reddick doing? You told me before the show, you know how many sacks Hassan Reddick has? And if I like you, Hassan. If, if anyone has seen Hassan Reddick, please contact. He's been non-existent. He really has. Dennis Gardeck having more sacks than Hassan Reddick through, through two weeks is going to be the, the biggest you know, mind you know what of the NFL season so far. If anyone's seen Hassan, please let us know. 
<laughs> they the Eagles should have had about 30 points dropped them last night. They got lucky with a couple turnovers. The Cardinals are are going to be an elite defensive team under Jonathan Gannon, and you pair that up with a franchise quarterback, they're going to win a lot of games, and you can see the foundation for it. Whether it's Kyler Murray or Caleb Williams or somebody else, they're going to have a top 10 quarterback on this roster paired with Jonathan Gannon, and this defense is going to come after people. You've already saw it last week. Six sacks. Jonathan Ledbetter, Lecky Fotu, Victor Dumakeji. These are people that uh, the casual NFL fan would not know they're associated with the NFL, and they are blowing up Washington's offensive line. Like they better put Andrew Thomas out there, even mm-hmm. if he's eighty percent. If they if they watched that tape last week from last week and they think that they can come in and and supplement some quality offensive line play, I mean you're in for a rude awakening. That's the easiest way for Daniel Jones to go down and 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 stay down. If if they think they can trot out some practice squad scrub at left tackle <laughs> and be okay because it's the Cardinals, go do that. They play on a short week. They play the Niners next Thursday. You bet your ass they're looking ahead. Yeah. They could be looking ahead, and they're suddenly 0-2 on the season. That, I mean, that would be very serving. Who's who's more comfortable right now? Rollis, coach defense, or, or the, the Dable slash, uh, what's his name? Kafka. Kafka I mean, just them, just from what they did. They're living off of last year. They've, they, they were have, middle of the road. They were like 16 or 17. But, it was, but if you got fucking Mike Kafka interviews, job interviews, we had to get all the, the voodoo witchcraft out during that hiring <laughs> period to make sure he wasn't the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Everybody in your mom told this podcast he's ready. He's a budding star. Um, they scored zero points last week. They're terrible <laughs> offensively. This guy had 70 sacks and 17 picks last year, and people are like, Gannon, I don't know about him. It's like, you have to have a calling card he as a head coach. He said some cringy things. We don't like him. He's mean to us. He <laughs> lost to Patrick Mahomes. Okay, man, it's just Mike Kafka, I'm sure, is a nice guy. And maybe one day he'll be an NFL coach. He should not be an NFL coach in the year of our football lord 2023. That was the biggest crock of you know what. The the Cardinals made the right decision. I'm adamant about that. And uh, I think, again, you don't think Gannon knows that Kafka was in the running and people wanted Mike Kafka for this job. The, The gut meter cannot go any higher. It's at the highest it's going to be. There it is right there. We're gonna fucking gut these guys. Where I'm putting Daniel Jones's head at the bottom of that if they <laughs> if and when they win this this weekend. We're gonna have that for the post game show. Speaking of the post game show, Bo, yeah. you can watch that also while you're tuning in to the game in person with our friends at Game Time. So what you can do is take out your smartphone, download the Game Time app, get your cheap tickets same day, and then stream the PHNX Cardinals podcast pre post and and halftime. Perfect combination. Speaking of our friends at Game Time. Use that code PHNX. You get 20% off your first ticket price. I say it every year. It's like you guys wait on season tickets. Do what you got to do, right? This team has not been good at home. But you want to save money and go on a loo to a game, especially an Arizona Cardinal game. It's nobody cheaper than game time. I bought it. This is the only place I buy tickets now. Again, I know a couple of people last year, that Thursday night win that they got two premier seats, 50-yard line, about 10 to 15 rows up, 150 bucks. I mean, you can't get anything better. And we're going to get you 20, 20 bucks off using that code PHNX. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Got a great super chat here from Topic 64. But first, got to tell you about gophnx.com. I was talking to Howard Balzer. He's got a great game preview coming your way for week two. Don't want to miss out on that. Also, he broke down week one's performances, looked at the snap count, gave a really in depth. Look at that. You want to become a diehard, check out phnxlocker.com, gophnx.com. 
get in the conversation like we're doing right now in the chat during yeah. the live show. It's going on live chat in the member discord all game long. Johnny's thoughts, my thoughts, GM Saul Bookman's thoughts, even Espo peeks his nose in there. Uh, <laughs> we have a great time in the discord. Join the conversation there. Only way you can access that is like our guy Brian did today. Yes, became Brian. a diehard. Big thanks to our guy, B.A. Brian, with the shout-out on Twitter as well. Big thank you to becoming our latest diehard of so many, taking advantage of that, getting in on the great free shirt, the free merchandise you get each and every year, or hat, whatever you choose. Why not make it the Greg Dortch T-shirt? Become a diehard today. Go phnx.com and, of course, the phnxlocker.com for all of our great gear. But let's get to this super chat here from Topic 64. I'm tired of our guys being disrespected. Uh, media, PFF, everybody. Bo, does Elijah play this weekend? Well, Elijah had a, Elijah Higgins. I believe that's who he's asking about. Tight end, rookie tight end at Stanford, converted wide receiver to tight end. Had a big role in practice this week, playing the role of Darren Waller. Still don't know if he gets an opportunity this week uh, on game day because Ertz is healthier. You've got McBride, and then I think they've got a lot of trust in Jeff Schwain. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's not a position the Cardinals need um, a ton of extra bodies on game day. I think they'd probably be a little wiser. Marquise Hayes gets some get some depth up front on the interior offensive line, maybe an additional defensive lineman. But, I mean, that's that's a loaded tight end room. I think Elijah, to me, is kind of a stash and play later in the season kind of player. Um, depending on what you do with Zach Ertz, you know, he could very well be traded at the deadline. He could be cut this offseason because of his age and his contract. Yeah, I mean, just you can't trade my offensive player in the game. No, that's sad. That's very sad. <laughs> it's going to be tough for you when that happens. Um, but yeah, Elijah to me, like very similar to Dobbs. Dobbs is playing out of necessity. Elijah just got here an hour ago. I would think maybe like get a couple weeks in, you know, under his belt with practice and, and see how it goes. I would love to see him like a like a bulk red zone heavy package to be able to split him out wide or allow him to go up and get the football. He's got some legitimate size like Michael Wilson. Cardinals need to get big in the red zone. I I, I cannot emphasize enough that how small this team has been. You're able to get inside the 20, and, and they took advantage of the matchup last week with Ertz. He couldn't pull the ball down. But uh, the Cardinals have just a lot of young players I'm intrigued with, but the quarterback position is so dependent on getting the football to them, we can't really evaluate these guys. I mean, it's like it might be one of those things, but until Kyler Murray comes back, the jury could be out on a lot of these players like Zach Pascal had a nice training camp was one of the premier signings for this team mm-hmm. as a pass catcher in the spring. Like, where is he? Well, he, he can't get reps. If Michael Wilson can't get reps, if Hollywood Brown gets three targets, like some of these guys who we like, who we think could be good. So hard to evaluate when K one's not in the lineup. It makes you just appreciate number one, all the more about. Well, if here's what I will say though, as far as Higgins goes, like if he is active, They've maintained, like, if you get a jersey on game day, you're going to have a role. You're going right? to participate. Yep. And Pascal's role is, is clearly teams. And and you saw, if you watch the tape, like, you see this, especially on punt cover, Pascal and, and that whole group, Chris Boyd, uh, Christian Matthew has emerged. This guy's just flying down the field trying to get to the football. And and they and they almost, they're, they're embracing those roles. And it, it, whatever, I think, if, if Higgins is active, he wasn't active on in week one, if he is, then yeah, I would expect to see him in, in some sort of package. And maybe, you know, the red zone's not a bad idea, Johnny. I mean, we have that big bodied receiver uh, with some athleticism might be an upgrade over, you know, a Swaim or, or somebody else. To me, it's, it's this weekend all has to be centered around who can protect Josh Dobbs and who can push their defensive line around. How can they get pressure up front and manipulate the line of scrimmage and push people out of the way 
because this offense cannot go backwards again. You cannot have Josh Dobbs in a position to have to make throws on third and eight, third and nine, third and ten. Like everything has to be forward, positive yards, right? Use the blueprint. This team wants to be like Philadelphia in so many ways. What the Eagles did last night when Jalen Hurts was not on his game, it's like, we're just going to run the ball yeah. three, four, five, six yards per pop with DeAndre Swift. And I know they have Jason Kelsey. They're in a different position, obviously, than the Arizona Cardinals. But manage this game. Your defense is going to keep you in it. Do not take chances with Dobbs and, and have him take five to seven step drops. I, I I cannot believe they got away from this last week. Hopefully, Petsing and company have learned from the mistake because when James Conner's eating, let him eat, right? I, I'm mm-hmm. not looking to save James Conner for week 15. I don't care about that. Trying to I'm trying to lock up a dub for this home crowd, yeah. and if it if it takes thirty carries for James Conner to do it, then figure it out. I'm surprised that they got away from that last week. We're not conserving James Conner in a season like this. You're trying to build enthusiasm and a culture for a fan base that has seen a lot of losing football at home. Get a dub, run the football. That's right. He's that 1992 Toyota Tercel. Just run up the mileage on it. Just you're paying him eight figures. You are no, and he. I think he understands that. I talked to him today after you know. Being limited in practice all the week, all week, I was make. I asked him how he was feeling physically. He said he's good to go. He says he's 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 ready. He's ready to go. He's he, the the offense understands that there needs to be improvement, and and it's. I think you know it's going to start with six. It really is. I mean, a lot of people look at at Josh Dobbs, but you're right. If you can lean on on jo- on James Conner, that can take a lot of the pressure off a quarterback and the other playmakers to to make plays. Down the field. You didn't invest in a back in April when you had an opportunity. You didn't spend money on a back in free agency. And you kept James Conner at his pretty robust salary that Steve Kime gave him. So then you need to lean on your players that are making the most money. I don't want to be that guy who says, you make this much money, you better produce. But like DJ Humphreys has to play like a $15 million player this weekend. James Conner needs multiple touchdowns and average five yards a carry against a bad Giants front seven. Like you, you need to take advantage of the guys that were paid once upon a time. I get it by a prior regime, but you had every opportunity to move off of them. And you said, no, these are the guys that are, that are going to lead us. They're the captains. They got their C on their chest. They're the guys that we want in 2023 to get us through this muck of a season. It's just like, I, I'm not, I'm not, I have no appetite sitting here picking apart a guy, a quarterback who's been here for a minute or some of these rookies when like let's lean on the players that are paid to, to be superstars are paid to go out and win you football games on Sunday. That, that needs to start yesterday. Let's go. Yeah. Now's the time outside of Higgins. I think, you know, we, we kind of mentioned it probably a heavy rookie. You're going to see a lot of rookies on, on Sunday. As we mentioned, like Papo could get his, his number called with, with the, uh, with Josh Woods down and stills could get in there. If, if since we've already ruled out an LJ Collier. So you're going to see on top of already a Michael Wilson, a Keytro Clark, and a Paris Johnson Jr., you're going to add on top of that more rookies with an opportunity to make an impact come week one. Jose saying play calls dictate who gets the ball, Johnny. Well, James Conner had 10 carries, and the team was up 16-10 to 10 at the end of the third quarter. I mean, that, that to me does not spell success. Josh Dobbs turned the ball over right at the end of the third quarter, and the game was lost at that point. Like, the last week's game was the perfect day to run James Conner ragged, to be able to run downhill with number six. They got away from it. They got cute yeah. with Keontae Ingram with some screwy plays in the backfield. They had some pass plays not sync up. Uh, and I think the offense is going to be better this week, but there's no, if we're doing the post game show and it's me, Britton Golden, Damon Dog, and Bo Brock live from State Farm Stadium and James Conner's got like 16 carries, that ain't it. Not, not this week, not this year. 
You got to figure it out. This this team, maybe we fast forward a year from now and it's Marvin Harrison Jr. and they have a bunch of playmakers oh, and a man. running back, which would be fantastic. What? I want that to happen. I want to sit there for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about that more. That's not our reality in the year of our football <laughs> lord 2023. You have James Conner. Use him. Like I, it, It's frustrating because, again, you, you have look, to sit up. You have to set up almost a nearly perfect like ecosystem offensively for Joshua Dobbs to be successful, right? right? And that that means leaning on six on on James Conner. The play calling has to be there, and and you have to avoid big you know back breaking penalties. I love this receiving core. I think I think it's it's got a chance to be super underrated, but I don't know if you can maximize it or evaluate it right now. I mean, you get your forty five million dollar quarterback back in the lineup, but we're having we're cooking with gas. We got a different conversation, but. Boots, RPOs, play action, specific quarterback runs. You got to empty the bag of tricks this weekend, and I and I think they do. Bo Brock, final predictions, final thoughts ahead of Sunday. Eighteen seventeen, Cardinals get that dub. Take advantage of a vulnerable, volatile Giants team that I think people are sleeping on is in a tough spot right now, and I think the Cardinals can take advantage of it because of the familiarity and the way that they played on defense in the in the first game. If they can get it going on the offensive side of the football in any capacity, just a, in, in just a, a slight upgrade over last week, they can come out of here with that win in front of the home crowd. And that would, that would do huge for a, a fan base wondering what their head coach is all about. And they're getting an idea about it, but seeing them on the sidelines and come away with this first, first coaching win in the in regular season play would be huge. KR Gordon asked where we're going to be at pregame on Sunday, question. right here. 30 minutes before kickoff, 12.30 Arizona time. Myself, BG, or former Arizona Cardinal wide receiver, Britton Golden, Damon Dog behind the mic, and, of course, Bo Brock. We're going to try to get you for the pregame show, and then we'll have halftime immediate reactions from the first two quarters of Giants and Cardinals, and then, of course, your premier Arizona Cardinal postgame show. We got you locked in from 12.30 on on game day. We want to keep it. Locked in with PHNX Cardinals football, and I think it's going to be a banner day. I think it's going to be a banner homecoming for Jonathan Gannon and company. They score 20 points. They get the win against Daniel Jones and company. Uh, Like this video. Subscribe to PHNX Sports wherever you get your podcast, PHNX Cardinals. Like this video. Comment down below. Like it again. If you've already liked it, give it a like one more time just for fun. Buda Baker says thumbs up here (laughs) on football. Drop a like. Yeah, drop a like. Get us to 150 likes. That'd be nice for this show to eat all weekend. Uh, What are you going to eat at the stadium on Sunday? You're going to have some of their new delicacies? Uh, I'll probably pass on the uh, on, on the the pumpkin spice latte that you can get your face on. Yeah, I'll probably pass on that. I think I'll take advantage of whatever they got cooking up in the press box. They usually take good care of us, so yeah. uh, not to rub it in. But yeah, we'll be here slumming. That's fine. We'll be here slumming, and we'll, we'll probably have some top ramen. No, no, no. We'll, <laughs> we do it big, just as all of you. We appreciate all of you, Fishbowl Flash. Thank you. It's been a fun week in preparation, Bo Brock, has it not? It's been great. Uh, Can't wait to uh, hopefully talk and break down a win come Sunday. Uh, But we're all going to be doing it right here, of course, on this very YouTube channel or wherever you find your podcast. Make sure you're subscribed. Leave a five-star. Leave a review. It gets us in front of more people. It does wonders. If you do that, thank you so much. But in the meantime, have a great rest of your Friday. Have an awesome Saturday. We'll talk to you Sunday. PHNX Cardinals.